What is up, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of M3 Wrestling. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those who may not know, or maybe for those who may or may not care, uh, my name is Brandon, and alongside me, as always, is Andrew. What's up, people? And uh, we are coming at you live from the... Smith's Grove. Smith's Family Dungeon. Smith's Family Dungeon. Um, So, um, for those who may not have seen us before, uh, or heard this before, heard heard us before, um, we are part of the Macho Movie Madness crew over at Macho Movie Madness on on YouTube. We also have our movie podcast there, uh, and wherever else your your favorite podcasts are, um, we are available on everything, even... Stitcher, that's we, we said in there. Uh, um, so uh, we we did some episodes uh, here. We relaunched the podcast over there at Macho Movie Madness, and we when we don't have our full crew, me and Andrew decided, well, let's talk a little bit of wrestling. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah, we got time. Let's it's, let's talk about something. It's a great pastime, and yeah, and we and we absolutely love uh, pro wrestling. We absolutely love it. Um, mostly older stuff, but. Um, a little new here and there. Um, so he's like, you know, let's separate it because there might not be, there might be some of those out there who don't want to listen to both. Maybe they're coming to a movie podcast and listen to wrestling. They may not want to do that. I wanted Halloween too. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck guys? Yeah. Well, we gave you the undertaker. What's wrong? Yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> right. That's what he undertaker or one of, I don't know what came first. Michael Myers, I guess. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, we're, yeah, we're decided to just go ahead and launch a, uh, an extension of Macho Movie Madness called M3 Wrestling. And you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be, uh, posting videos, various videos up on YouTube. Um, we got one coming up also, other than just our podcast, we're going to be talking about our Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I will be doing some, uh, wrestling gameplay videos as well. Because I like playing old wrestling games and new wrestling games. I'll be, uh, I guess I'll be checking out that AEW Fight Forever game. Oh boy, be Eddie Kingston. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that will not be my first pick. Uh, sorry, I'm just not an Eddie Kingston fan. Oh. Uh, anyway, just wanted to get all this rigmarole out of the way uh, so we can get started here. But uh, yeah, I wanted to let everybody know that that we're doing wrestling podcasts now on the side, and our our podcast will be available on YouTube and wherever else you listen to your podcast as well on those, just like Macho Movie Madness. So without further ado, we're going to get started. And we decided what could we do for the launch of M3 Wrestling. And we were doing some, we did WrestleMania this year, and then we did some Backlash this year, and a Backlash 2000. We, yeah. were, we, were, gonna, we were talking about some Backlash... And we did Bash of the Beach 2000, so we were talking about doing more 2000 stuff. And then we were talking the other day, well, let's talk more about kind of what led up to this. Right. There's so much that happened in the mid-90s when wrestling was actually taking a bad downturn, you know, like it was heading to the to the crapper. Yeah. To the crapper. And uh, uh, we decided that we were going to start on 96, and we will be covering plenty of other stuff there's years and years worth of, of shit to say you know to, to, to talk about but um we figured you know let's let's maybe think about doing the monday night wars the attitude era what led up to that and some of the biggest stars of that time like the, the star stone cold triple h the rock stuff like that and then maybe lead into that 2000 we will be branching off from time to time you know we might get sick of yeah. Talking ninety seven after a couple months, so let's we'll, we might go do a show from ninety one or maybe a different promotion, and then you know we'll, we'll and we'll talk probably current wrestling a little bit here and there as well. We thought we thought ninety six would be fun because yeah, it's kind of the last of the down years, mm-hmm. but it's also the years all the pieces fell into place. Yeah, to eventually become what they were. Uh, Mick Foley came in this year. Yeah, uh, the Young Rock came in at the end of this year. So. Uh, you're, you're slowly starting to get all the players that you need down the line. Yeah. Yeah. And 97, we both talked about is one of our favorite years in wrestling yes. of, of all time. And I you know I'm a big fan of 98 and, uh, also 2000, 99. So 99s, depending on who you ask, might be a little forgettable. Yeah. It was prime Russo era. There. Yeah. There's a lot. There's, there's some good stuff there, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of bad in there more than more. So 98 was really solid. Yeah. 
um, 2000, 2001 had its up and ups and downs. I think 2000 was actually a really good year. Yes. And there's a lot that I don't remember that that's why we were going to revisit that. But, uh, anyway, we're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves. I just want to let everybody know that's what we're going to be doing. And, uh, today to start it off with, we're not starting at the beginning of 96. We're starting a little bit into, uh, 96, uh, end of May. So we're going to be covering, um, in your house. This is number eight in your house, eight beware of dog. Yes. And this wasn't the most solid show, even without the problems with or without the problem. Right. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a great, it was a decent card, but not a great bunch of matches or anything. It's just, there's everything around it and during it was so unique and so mm-hmm. interesting, you know. So we wanted to maybe start there. There's, and there's some interesting stuff that I wrote down here because I kind of forgot about some of this stuff. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, just first off, I want to say that, you know, this is in your house eight. This is, so this would be eight where they start in your house in 95. So the year yeah. prior. Yeah, exactly a year prior. And so, so in this in 95, just to kind of prelude this a little bit, 95 was the year Nitro started for WCW to combat Raw, which was still even up to this point, May of, uh, 96, just one hour of right. television, 50 minutes if you're watching on Peacock or the network, you know. Um, so we start, they start, you know, throwing all kinds of things out at the WWF. And, you know, if they're doing this, we're going to do this and we're going to do something different. We're going to do more. And that's when the pay, the monthly pay per view started. What, when did the monthly, like around this time, wasn't um, it? Yeah, it was 95. It was not, it was the beginning of 96. Yeah. When it really started month started to month, them out, not yeah. just the big four. So you had the big four plus the, these in your houses. Yeah. And, um, we get to, we get to, uh, 90, 96 and end of May. This is May 26th, sun, Sunday, May 26th. Beware of dog. This is coming at, at you live from North Carolina or no, South Carolina. Sorry. North Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. The first night was Florence. The second night was, uh, North Charleston. Yeah. North Charleston. Um, so, um, yeah. Interesting thing. The most interesting, interesting thing about this, Andrew, was the storm that knocked the power out. <laughs> At the second, or the second match in, basically, right. right before the main second match, because they had a couple dark matches beforehand. Right, they had they, they had a couple dark matches. They had the free for all match where the smoking guns won the tag team belts from the Godwins. Yeah, uh, Sunny turned there, and then uh, after they saw Sunny Days, <laughs> right, and then after the the opening match, which we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, they're queuing up Savio Vega's music, and there's a promo in the back for the British Bulldog, and it just it just cuts. Yeah, just cuts. Yeah. Yeah, so they lose they lose power, and they proceed to actually have all of the matches in the dark, and uh, they talk about it a little bit after the fact. And the next night on Raw, they talk about it. They even show a little bit of footage. Yeah. But the, if you go on Peacock right now and you watch Beware of Dog, you get Be- Beware of Dog and Beware of Dog Two in one episode, basically, and all of that stuff's gone. Right. And basically, and <clears throat> see the. The lineup was uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Mark Marrow, Wildman Mark Marrow with Sable, and right after that was the strap match, the Caribbean strap, right. strap match with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Savio Vega. Well, if you watch it on the peak on Peacock, it goes straight to the Shawn Michaels versus British Bulldog Championship match right. because th- because they regained power and feed that night for the main event. So they basically just aired all of that at one go on that free for all on Tuesday or the next, what are the free house show basically. Yeah. And then, and then they proceeded to show what they taped that night or whatever. Yeah. With the, yeah. With the three remaining matches because that night North Charleston was like a superstars taping. Yeah. They were going to be there anyway. Yeah. So. yeah it kind of worked out. And, and it's funny. The original, the original card for the show had several more matches that weren't ever redone and reshot for television. Yeah. They just wrestled them in the dark and was done. <laughs> and like those ultimate warrior was on there and a few others. And I didn't, I'll have to look on Wikipedia or something yeah. to see the lineup, but they, yeah, there was a ton of matches that didn't get shown and didn't get redone. I've got an old, uh, raw magazine from back in the, back in the day that's in a crate somewhere mm-hmm. packed away. And it's of this show. Like they cover this show and there's some pictures of everything that's happening in the dark. And when we get to the Undertaker match, I'll, I'll tell you what I remember from that. Okay. It, it had a yeah. much different finish because they didn't want to waste the finish that they had, um, you know, on, on a, on a dark crowd like that. So, right, right. Yeah. Makes sense. 
see if I can look at my other notes here. This is just some stuff that I wrote down before we get to the matches um, that I wanted to to talk about before we get into because we'll get into the show and start reviewing it um, here in just a second. So we already talked about the power going off. Um, on on the other channel, you got Scott Hall on the twenty seventh of May. Well, that's what I, yeah, that was actually in my notes too. That was a while. That was actually a really cool fact. But the very next night on Raw after Beware of Dog, Nitro begins the second hour of Nitro. They go from one hour to two hours, and Scott Hall shows up. Right. So that's a huge night. Well, this is where the big boys play. That's right. This is the, this is, yeah, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Um, so that was kind of the biggest thing. Also, another thing too. So they had the strap match between Steve Austin and Savio Vega. Uh, he was still a million dollar man. Ted DiBiase was still his manager at this time. This had been just a couple months after he uh, debuted as the ringmaster, but then quickly turned into, you know, stone cold Steve Austin. And so the next night on Raw, in order to sell this, because, you know, everybody knows it already happened at this point, Ted DiBiase came out and rechallenged Savio and said, hey, we're, I'm so sure that Steve is going to win this. We want this rematch. I'll give you, you know, if you give us this rematch, I'll put my career on the line. Yeah. So this was the also famously, uh, after Beware of Dog 2 on Tuesday night, this is where Ted DiBiase leaves WWF. And the million dollar corporation's done. Yeah. To become billionaire to become, Ted. To become billionaire Ted's, you know, he, he joins the NWO. Yep. Who, which is, um, not up and running yet, but he does eventually go yeah. and, and he, he does eventually join the NWO, but he, yeah, he goes to WCW. And, and a funny story on that. Um, Austin actually didn't want a manager to begin no, with. He wanted no. to talk on his own and, and that was, them that came up with the Ted DiBiase thing yeah. and him leaving and getting that WCW contract kind of killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. They didn't have to, you know, eventually let him go down the line. And yeah. Steve got to spread his wings and fly, so to speak. Well, he did because the very next month, uh, less, a little less than a month later, see the very next night on raw, they started the, uh, qualifying matches for the King of the ring, yeah. which Steve Austin won. And we'll get to that eventually, uh, down the road. Yeah. Too, but uh, yeah, he he wins King of the Ring and and Austin 316 promo, and you know it takes off. I, and I, he also debuts the Stunner. Yes, I was gonna say that. Yeah, against yeah. Savio Vega. Yeah, night. yeah, yep. yeah. It was it was that night. Was it was it the next night or was it? Um, it was in June, wasn't it? It, it was. They they were. I believe they were either first round. Maybe they weren't first round opponents. Maybe they were second round opponents. Yeah. Yeah. And he he debuted the, broke out the stunner. Yeah, on Sabu. It was it was different too. It was no kick or anything. He yeah. just kind of he kind of like a neck breaker. It was kind of it was like he well, he had he was behind him and and just like he was almost like getting him in a headlock or something. Yeah. He just kind of reached up and grabbed him and planted him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He just I, I I watched an interview actually recently with both of them and you know he said I just he said hey you know I want to try something I want to try a new finish and he's like all right yeah but I guess they had a lot of respect for each other and um. Yeah, that, this strat match is pretty cool. We'll get to that. I think that's pretty much all I had at the moment. So if you want to just get right into uh, to this, uh, we already talked about the tag team match. We, I didn't watch it. Obviously, they didn't have any kind of footage that they showed. I didn't watch the free-for-all. I don't know if it's on YouTube or not. The, um, the tag team division at this time was really in shambles. You had... Uh, yeah. You had the Body Donnans, Godwin, Smoking Guns, and New Rockers. It yeah. was it was just really bad. Yeah. On the other side, WCW was just killing them, you know, tag team wise with Harlem Heat and the Steiners, and the Road Warriors were back, and um, I can't remember who else, the Nasty Boys, and they they had everybody over there. Yeah. Um. Oh, also the next night on Raw was that famous moment where uh, Goldust did the mouth to mouth on Ahmed <laughs> Johnson and pissed them off, and that was actually Ahmed's first TV loss, I think. Uh, oh yeah, I think taking, it was. The, taking the cast for Moe. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But yeah, and and WCW ends up taking the ratings. That's when the eighty-three weeks, the famous started. eighty-three weeks, started like right after in June there. So this is real. This is really kind of prelude to everything that we were going to be discussing. So that's actually really good. It's, I don't know if you planned that or not, but you that that was sort of it was that in your mindset yeah. when you when you brought up Beware the Dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew's the mastermind behind this. The start of this, I can. <laughs> so if it all you. goes south, blame me. Because yeah, when I, well, when I, I I started looking at this, I'm like, holy shit, this is actually a perfect time to start. Yeah. And uh, and I also got to looking at free because I don't remember free for all. 
Oh, you don't remember it at all? Well, not really. Basically, free-for-all is like the, the format of free-for-all is what turned into Heat in 98. Sort it's, of. It's sort of. But more people would recognize what free-for-all is now is WWE Kickoff. Yeah. It's the kickoff show. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's basically that. The, and, and I remember the first one. I believe the first one they had was Royal Rumble that year. And they were talking about, I believe, is maybe Helmsley and Duke the Dumpster Drossy, oh the garbage gosh. man. I might be wrong there, but I think that's who it was. And uh, the the loser was going to enter la- uh, first, and the winner was going to enter last. Yeah. And so there were stakes to be had, and I'm like, huh, I don't ever watch the preview channel, but I think <laughs> think I'll watch this, and it became a thing. Like, Real, yeah. You had to watch it and see the pay per view sets. And well, everything. that's that's kind of what I loved about Heat in '98 when it launched, because I got you know I didn't get to ever order the pay per views back in the day. So it's kind of nice to see all the stages and, and the different entryways and stuff. Yeah. You just kind of get that, you get that feel of, yeah. Hey, this is pay per view night. And, yeah. you know, they had, they had a pretty cool heat episode usually leading up to the pay per view to promote the pay per view. And that's, that's one reason I kind of liked, um, these in your house events. You know, they're only two hours and they were the bridge between the big shows. Yes. But you would get some really good matches, especially when Brett or Sean were the champion. <laughs> oh, and man. So I would actually like my lawn mowing money and stuff. Mm hmm. 20 bucks. And before this, I think clear up to maybe February, there were 15 bucks. Oh, really? For, for two that's hours. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, I ended up ordering a few of these. And that, that's awesome. They were that, fun there, shows. there were some really good stuff in 96 we're going to talk about. And there's some damn good in your house shows in 97. Yes. So, and we'll get, definitely get to that down the road. Um, yeah. The, the, and the in your, in your house setup that, you know, on the stage, the house, I, I thought that's one of my favorite setups. Yeah. That's one of my favorite stage setups. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so let's go ahead and get started. The first match of the night, uh, official match, is Hunter Hurst Helmsley before the Triple H thing. Uh, this, is what, this is right after the curtain call, too. Yes, this so is he's, another reason to talk about this here. Yeah, yeah. So this is literally right after the curtain call. Um, so Warrior's kind of there, and um, Hunter Hunter is getting pretty much shit on. Mm-hmm. This is the start of his punishment because Sean's champion – and kind of almost untouchable for whatever reason, he got away with so much stuff. And this is kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. And then the boys, other boys are let have left. Yeah. Hunter was kind of his fall guy. Yeah. Hunter for, was the fall guy. He paid his dues longer, which I think led to the development of triple H in a much better way. Yeah. In the and, long and, run. and probably helped the relationship with him and his future father-in-law. Really, probably so. Pay his dues Prob- like that. Yeah, probably so. But, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the rumor was that Hunter was supposed to win King of the Ring 96. Yes. In, instead of Austin. Yeah. And so it's it's funny to see him here, especially in this match and the outcome of this match. Yeah. Yeah, because it it's a bad – it's it's kind of a, a finish you don't see every day. Yeah. Uh, it's a really goofy it's finish. It's an 80s finish. It's definitely an 80s finish, and I don't know if that was a punishment thing or if that's just what they decided – but it was interesting to see, when I first saw it because I hadn't seen this pay per view, and I don't know if I've actually watched this pay per view until yeah. until recently, until we decided to do this. I know I've seen bits, I knew, I've seen the strap match, but I haven't seen this match. And um, I gotta say, I know like Mark Marrow is really hard to look at because he looks like a cartoon villain <laughs> with those, the, you know what I mean? Like with the because he's got the goofy eyebrows and they're like razor thin, and he's he's wide eyed, he's wide eyed, and I know he's got the wild man gimmick here, but Sable was definitely the one to look at yeah. in that group. But it's but Mark Marrow is a worker man. Yeah, holy cow! Yeah. I you almost forget how good he was in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame he looked like that. Yeah, everybody because he was he had a good physique. Yeah, but his face was just he, he had that because he had like almost like this. Pencil thin mustache <laughs> thing too, like he looked like a dastardly villain. Yeah, dashing a, something. Yeah, like, he is. Yeah. Da- yeah, Dick Dastardly or whatever. <laughs> that, you know, whatever it was that from the was it the crazy? What was that car ship? The old cartoon, the Wacky Racers. Probably. It's kind of. It, it, he just looked like a really tan version of like Boris or something. It was goofy. Um, but man, he can go. Yeah. Uh, I, I I put some down some stuff down in my notes. I didn't take a lot of notes for the matches because I'm just doing it off memory. Uh, and just, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I did write down a couple for this one. He did a top rope sunset flip. Yes. Which was awesome. He did a top rope Hurricane Rana, which, you know, were from the turnbuckle. And uh, then he he did some other stuff, too. It was just wild, man. Yeah. He's yeah. a wild man. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name. Hence yeah, the name. Yeah, I uh, I always enjoyed his work here from the time he came in. And this was the kind of the 
I guess you'd call it the blow-off match from what happened at WrestleMania. They had a backstage segment. And yeah. Fighting over Sable. Yeah, because yeah, because she uh for a very very short time, what maybe one even once at WrestleMania yeah, it was just WrestleMania. Yeah, that he she was the valet for Triple H or for Hunter. She came in and Warrior squashed him and yes, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, this was kind of the the blow off for that, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a really good match. But where I lost my train of thought there for a second. Where I was going with that is, you know, from the point Mark Merrill came in till he had that knee surgery in like the first quarter of 97, mm-hmm. I thought he was really good. You know, at one point he wins the intercontinental title here, but he, I think he holds it for like four weeks, but yeah. he put on some hellacious matches Yeah, and, and he doesn't get credit for a lot of it. Yeah. People I just I, remember Sable. I can kind of, yeah, well that's, they, yeah, I think they knew pretty early on that Sable was the one they were going to go with, <laughs> which is crazy. And don't get me wrong. She is, she, she, before she even learned what she was, she was, or they, they saw it in her and she was very attractive. Like I said, she was definitely, you know, the, the, the other side of the sunny coin. Right. Uh, I don't know. She's terrible. She's terrible on the mic. <laughs> she's terrible in the ring. Had a terrible attitude. Did you hear Lola on commentary the entire match? Oh my God. <laughs> it was so bad. Horse face jokes. And, yes. And, uh, you know, a, a year or two later, he'd be, you know, just popping every time she came out. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was funny to listen to here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, look at this, look at this fine gal. This is, this is a, this is what you'd see as a, like a, a beautiful, uh, classy woman and Sable's just, you know, terrible. Yeah. That, no, not, not the woman they had come out there with like the bangs that were down to her cheekbones. It, it, it was a very super early nineties looking haircut. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, what did the bass player? She looked in, like she was one of the singers in Wilson Phillips. <laughs> the, the bass player in Allison Chains on, on their unplugged said it best on his guitar. Uh, friends don't let friends get friends haircuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the nineties. Well, she had she was rough looking. Yeah, yeah it's definitely funny to see King defend that. Um, and you know, just deep down, that infuriated McMahon because he was, I'm pretty sure, in love with Sable. Yeah. Him and, uh, was it Russo, which I know who was going yeah, it was, at, going it was at Vince. Yeah. yeah. Vince, yeah. the Vinces. Yeah. Um, match wise, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, nowadays you would see all kinds of stuff to the outside and, and all kinds of interference. This match was pretty straightforward and Mark Merrill, like, I think he did one move to the outside and hurt his arm. Yeah, I think he hit the post. Well, he did. He did. He did a flip over the rope. Hunter moved, and he kind of tweaked his knee a little bit there to insult that. Yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, and Um, it looked it looked gnarly. Like I, I would almost believe it if he did. Yeah, because the way he just kind of moved down. But but this for an opener was kind of interesting because you know Hunter just worked the body part for fifteen minutes. Yeah, in this thing, I I I was surprised at how good this match really was. I guess I just forgot. I mean, Hunter's always been great. Yeah. I just forgot how good Mark was. Yeah. Because you just don't see a lot of his stuff if you don't watch old, late, mid-90s stuff. Yeah. You know, and this is prior to all the goofy shenanigans they did when, you know, Sable broke up with him and then gave him the bad power bomb in the ring. You know, like, <laughs> later on. Taking bumps for his wife. Taking bumps for his wife. Yeah. Um. But th- this, when he's just still a, an actual talent that's actually doing stuff, it's it's amazing. Like, it's he has amazing. He, don't get, he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Um, the, the match ends uh, 16 minutes, 23 seconds, uh, with him doing a catapult, um, basically slingshot, um, to the turnbuckle. Hunter goes over the turnbuckle onto the post, knocks himself out, gets yeah. the one, two, three. It's, Weird finish. It's the Mr. Perfect finish. It's the, yeah. yeah if, you've, if you've seen any of his matches from the late 80s and early 90s, uh, he did that a lot. I know Beefcake... Uh, Broke his perfect record with that. I know Lawler when he won the AWA World Title beat him with that. So I think that was that was Kurt Hennings' go to finish. No, that's 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 not a bad one. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's different. Uh, I think I initially gave this a three star, but I actually bumped it up after the end of the show to a three and a quarter, just considering everything that came after it. And it's nothing against a lot some of some of them, but just. Um, there's there's different parts of each match which we'll get to that yeah. I think could have been better, especially considering the talent. Yeah, you know, I, I'm good with three and a quarter for th- that. Three one. and a quarter was a really good score for this one. It was a really good match. It's yeah. a good opener, yeah. especially when the crowd was still hot. And Vince even uh, warned the crowd, "Well, it's storming out here. If we lose power, folks, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, he I, kind of warned people were in his ear. Yeah, yeah, they were. You know, I guess they did. And I watched a little bit of that Jr. podcast. Did you about? Yeah, where they they, they kind of had an idea that this could get pretty hairy. Huh. And they didn't have. Would you say they didn't have any backup generators? No, no backup days. generator. This is the last time that happened. I think. Oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> I read, and I don't know. I think it was on Wikipedia. You know how that can be true. Um, that they haven't been. Back to South Carolina since, like for major, like pay-per-view. for a, like a pay per view, they haven't held Could a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. really well, burnt that 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 storm really burned them. At least, at least, don't go there in May or June. You know, well, no kidding. <laughs> well, you don't want to sense. go there in October and either. <laughs> hit it about hit it about January, right? Um. See, so next up, you want to just go in order that's actually on Peacock? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Because that's, that's how you can watch it. If you're going to watch this, you're going to watch it on Peacock, probably, unless you're like me and still have a VHS tape of it somewhere somewhere in a crate. I, I doubt it. I, I I actually probably could show you this free-for-all. Do you have a VHS player? Um, It's in a box somewhere. <laughs> I might be my mom and dad's. And I don't know. It depends to. how bad you want to see it, I guess. Yeah, uh, maybe one day. I don't know. I'm not really worried about the tag team match. I can watch them. I can watch them. Well, I did, in fact, watch the Raw the next night just to kind of get some more detail what happened. And they were all on there anyway. Yeah. At least the Smoking Guns and Sonny was. Um, and, I mean, who really cares about the Godwins? Right. Um, Hillbilly Jim. Good, good, uh, <laughs> good, it's a, it's a good set of talent with a really bad, shitty gimmick mm-hmm. that was making fun of yokels that, like nobody acts like that yeah. except for in the deep, deep, dark hills of Kentucky. Maybe I don't know. I've never been to Kentucky. Well, I have been to Kentucky, but hillbillies and cowboys don't fight. What's this? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. We're all friends. Sonny's the har- She's the harlot. She's the one that they should be fighting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I dropped my pen. Um. So next match, we're just going to go right into it because that's the way. That's the order most people are going to see it. It's HBK versus British Bulldog in a WWF Championship match. Which I thought was funny because before I read anything on this, I, I started that match. I'm like, why the hell in 1996 are they? Because this is some 2023 shit. Yeah. Where they're doing a championship match, the <laughs> second one in or something and not the last one. Yeah. But, uh, but it makes all makes sense because they aired everything differently. Um, so it's the championship match here. This was, uh, it opens up the match right away with, um, what is his name? Uh, Clarence Mason. Clarence Mason. Yeah. Hitting, hitting him with a, with a summons. Attempted alienation of affection. I, I don't think that's going to stand up in court. No, no, I, I, no one knows what the hell you're talking about, dude. Well, and I watched the promo to this and, you know, like with no context and, and not remembering any of this stuff, like, man, it showed, they showed the lead up and the, the package before the match and Diana was like, I know you want me. And she slaps the shit out of Shawn Michaels and like, yeah. what the hell is going on here? I guess I didn't even remember Diana Smith getting involved in anything story wise, other than be, just being shown. Uh, like I think she did it was it was him and Brett at SummerSlam in '92 or three or whatever. Or uh, four. Bulldog, yeah, '92, yeah '92. So that was a damn good match. She was there at the '95 match. You want to talk damn good matches uh, at at the '95 uh, December '95 in your house. Mm-hmm. Him and Brett, where Brett gets busted open hard way. Yeah. That's a great match. She was there ringside for that. I'll have to go watch yeah. that again. That, oh, that's good. It's the only good match on the show. Oh, really? Well, it's it doesn't surprise me. Fast 90, forward to about 95. an hour 30. Yeah. Cause you gotta, cause people gotta remember there's a lot of good in these shows that we're gonna talk about coming up, but there's a lot of dreck. Yeah. <laughs> cause this is still transitioning into yeah. the star, the, the Steve Austins and the Attitude Air stuff. The DX hasn't started. Like this is still trans. Shawn Michaels is a good guy here. You still have to get past your, your pirates and, and your, uh, your the, hog farmers. The, the, yeah, the, uh, the, was it the dumpster guy or whatever? I don't <laughs> right. know. Repo man. Good Lord. Um, of that. But Shawn was a face here with, mm-hmm. he had Jose Lothario with him, uh, which he'd had since before WrestleMania. Because WrestleMania prior that year was WrestleMania 12, which is the Iron Man match with him and Brett. Yeah, which people either love or hate. I guess I, mean, I guess we could touch on it now. Yeah, I, I loved it. Lo- I loved it. it. It was the finish was a little weird. The the two super kicks. The no, well, no, the how they because didn't they because didn't they end in that they ended in the draw yes. because of the the time counter went it was over an hour yeah. and then they like like. Didn't act kind of active, didn't they? Weren't they kind of slow to restart? Yeah, well, Brett took his belt and was walking to the back, and Gorilla Monsoon ordered the match to restart. Okay. And he's like, hey, 60 minutes. Yeah, 60 minutes, and, man. Yeah, it took him completely by surprise, and he ate two super kicks. And yeah. After 
Sean, Sean had sold it really good because he'd been locked in that sharpshooter for like the last 45 seconds of that match. Yeah. Like, threatening tap out. And, uh, so, so yeah, I like, I like the way he sold that as Brett comes back in and just starts pounding on him and then catches those out of nowhere. I want to know what it, what it, like, Sean Michaels, I have never seen anybody else do this, I don't guess, but the way that man can be the most unprofessional, <laughs> crazy asshole, but, ne- and, and he, and he finds a way to dig and work all his nonsense in, whether it be selling or moves or maybe some tantrums, things he says on, in promos. He does it at times where it's not really important. Right. So, but so, cause he gets in and he does the job, whether he wins or loses, he works. So he never really, you know, aside from like the Montreal stuff, he never really like gets, he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't hurt anybody else. Like for all the, for all this hate going around between him and Brett and the rest of them and all the shit that he's done in this, this two or three years time, the time span, it's amazing that you don't hear more. Yeah. On air stuff or see more on air shenanigans. Yeah. Or, you know, like, like actual shoot things. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we saw a little bit in this match. Yeah. Uh, there was a little bit in this match. Uh, the, the one I can think but of. But it wasn't at important times, is right. what I mean. Like it was, it, it didn't cost, the match was already kind of a weird joke because they, cause they were off timing. Like they, there was yeah. a few things that they're off cue yeah. on and, and it just didn't work. And that could have been Michaels. It could have been just both of them not. Yeah. I would say it's probably Davey, just given what Bret Hart said about him in the ring. Yeah. Davey's not good yeah. in the ring. And, and Davey he's, was. He's all right if he's being led. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is why him and Brett were so good in 92. Yeah. Um, the, the one time I can think of Shawn Michaels just totally going into business for himself is. SummerSlam 2005 with Hogan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it didn't, it didn't affect the end of the match. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, that was the, that was the most blatant yeah. time. And that's one of the things in my head when I was saying that. Do you stuff. care if I ter- tell my Terry Funk story right no, now? No, go right ahead. So, uh, we, we live in Missouri and, uh, Harley races, uh, wrestling promotions here is wrestling schools here. So they wrestled when he was around, they wrestled little high schools and stuff. He'd always bring in a name. So, you know, over the years I met like Bobby Eaton and, oh, man, and awesome. uh, Terry Funk and the honky tonk man, stuff like that. But uh yeah, so Terry Funk was at this little bitty show in this town with, with the population of like 1500 people. And so I walk up to his table and uh I'm wearing my SummerSlam 2005 shirt. Cause I think this was in 05 and I'm not even going to attempt Terry Funk, but he's like, was that a good match? And I'm, I'm like, do I lie to Terry Funk yeah, yeah. and tell him it was, uh, or do I, do I, do I be a complete a-hole and sound like I'm smart to the business? So yeah. it's like, what? I was torn. I yeah, remember yeah. in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. But, yeah. But he was really cool. I got to talk to him for for a few minutes. That'd be awesome. He personalized some photos and stuff. So. That's what thing that aggravates me about some, like, I, and I th- and I always think of Kevin Nash. Yeah. Because he just, I think Kevin Nash thinks that literally every fan ever is a Mark. Right. And I don't think Mark is necessarily somebody. I think Mark is somebody who may still believe it's real or take it serious. I think that's the definition of what a Mark is. Right. Or somebody who's willing to shell out money for. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't look at my, I, I mean, I guess I'm, you can call me a smart Mark, smart Mark, but I, I kind of don't look at it that way. I'm, I'm, I'm still analyzing I, I think we just have a really good understanding of how things are supposed to go. And now we're not in it. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm a know-it-all. You know, I'm not a Jim Cornette kind of guy, but like, I don't know. Um, sorry, my dog's in here making noise. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like an asshole either when I say that, but it's like, I, I think I have a pretty good understanding of how things kind of are supposed to go. And right. it's, it's about making money. It's yeah. not about what I want necessarily, but I also know what good booking looks like as even as a fan. And I know that they don't know how to do that shit anymore. Yeah. So, so it's like, I, I don't really take offense to what Nash says. I just think it's, yeah. it's a really, it's kind of a shitty thing to just call every one of us a Mark yeah. who, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cause it kind of almost demeans, like it's kind of diminishes us yeah. too. Does that make sense? Yeah. But this, this was my one moment where I was completely conflicted. It's like, do I, do I tell him the truth here or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it was just one of those things. Yeah. 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 He probably knew better anyway. Yeah. But anyway, Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
it was an okay match. It was, it had decent moments. Um, I thought it was a little bit too long. Uh, I think they went 17 minutes, 21 seconds. That's what, yeah, that's what I wrote down here. 17 minutes, 21 seconds. Um, okay spots here and there. Uh, there was some discoordination, um, uncoordinated stuff. Well, I don't know how, what's the word I'm well, looking for. There was, there was, a, there, was a, there was one instance where, and maybe you can remember this, where I think he went for like a kitchen sink. Or yeah, something. And Sean sidestepped him. And Sean sidestepped him or balance. Yeah, and I don't know if that was a Davy thing or a Sean thing, and Sean was just kind of being ass, or Davy just missed his mark. It's hard to say because if you watch this show, or or maybe if you just want to see this part of the match, fast forward it to forty minutes and forty seconds. Oh well he's got it down. <laughs> because I watched it last night and, yeah. and, and went straight to that part. Or maybe it was the night before. But anyway, um Davy Boy has Sean and his dreaded chin lock that he's uh, I'm sucking wind. Yeah. <laughs> so he puts yes. him in his chin yeah. lock. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Sean, Earl Hebner or Dave Hebner, I can't remember what Earl, Earl, I think, leans in and tells Sean something. And Sean gets arguably upset. Yeah. He puts his elbows on his knees while he's in this move and throws his hands up in the air like, you know, WTF. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's right after that is when that miscue happens. So I don't know if it was some kind of mental thing. Or yeah. If it's just him screwing with Davey because he forgot something. Well, maybe. <laughs> Could have been. But maybe maybe uh Hebner was telling him to, hey, we gotta cut the match short. We're running low on time. I'm I'm not sure exactly what it was. Because yeah. I think he was starting in the on and it was on and off. Like he was really starting in his his attitude because he was the drugs were getting bad. And I, I don't think him and was it him and Jose Lothario, didn't he did didn't he didn't he kind of get shitty with him? I've heard that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, what did you do? What did you think of the match? Was it, you think it was okay? I yeah. think it was. I think it was okay. It just, was, just okay. And there was enough botches in it. It brings it down. Yeah. They would have this match. Of course, the ending of this match was pretty cool with the with the double German pin and nothing yeah. like that had ever been done before. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And of course, they have the the whole schmas. You know, who's the champ? And it was to set both up, shoulders were down. It was to shit. Ah, it was to set up a match for King of the Ring, which you thought this match was long at seventeen minutes. It's like twenty six minutes, Ugh. but it is twice as good as this match. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's it's, good. It's a, I haven't seen that in a long, long, long. It's time. a very good it. match. Yeah. Um, I there's a very little that I remember about that King of the Ring other than Austin winning. I I did yeah. you know caught, catch that that uh, that match was kind of a eh too. Yeah. Well, uh, the match with Roberts was the match with Marrow was excellent. Yes, yeah. very good. Um, and, and Austin, man, Austin and Merrill worked really well mm-hmm. together, just like him and Savio did. Um, so yeah, I gave it like a two. It was a two yeah. stars. It's not, it's like, it was not like it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It Definitely not the worst better. on the night. Uh, but it was, it, it could have been so much better. I'll go two and a half. Just the ending was, it was a interesting idea. Yeah. And, and I can kind of get behind that. I think, I think just, I think because the match wasn't, I think because the match missed the mark, not everybody, well, I say that and most people didn't seem like they were involved. I think they were happy Sean retained the belt. Basically, you could hear the cheers when they, when he retained the belt. So I think maybe by the end of it and everything that went on, they just didn't care. Could but, but, but I think if, I think you would have had a much bigger reaction to that whole moment had more suspenseful or something, you know, I think the yeah. build could have been better had the match been a little bit better. Had they not set through the dark. And maybe not, yeah, maybe hours. not having set the, the dark for a couple hours waiting for this shit to happen. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I noticed about this as, as we're getting ready to transition into Beware of Dog 2, did you notice the production quality changed between the two nights? Just the picture clarity? Yes. yes. Uh, it was, it was a lot, it was, it was a lot easier on the eyes in night two than it, it was, was in night one. It was. I don't know if that's the building or the lighting or the fact that there was a storm outside, but when you watch this on the network, it's, it's kind of jarring. Well, and I, I, uh, I really liked the, the switch in camera angles because it showed the entrance. Yes. Like a lot of, a lot of the hard cameras like wasn't on the entrance. And I like that entrance too, that superstars entrance. Yeah. That it's was just, just a basic simple. house show looking deal. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Um, and they, I mean, they still had the lighting and all that. Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of a big TV production, kind of for what it was back then. I mean, even the raw set wasn't huge. Yeah. It wasn't. A, they weren't in big arenas or anything yet. Yeah, they did something scaled down like that this year at Backlash. Yeah, I think to try to get more more people in the seats since it costs yeah. more to take it to being in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico yeah. yeah, which turned out really well for them because they packed the house and that crowd was amazing. Yeah. Um. So moving into night two, we're on it. Um. 
Oh, was there anything else you needed to add to the HBA? No, that was that was pretty much it. It's a shame it just wasn't. There's not much to talk yeah. about other than of of all the Diane stuff was weird too. She got grabbed the belt and took off and <laughs> tried to play. I I, I I will say this real quick before we move on because she grabbed that belt and started to move up the entryway and held the title up and was trying to play like heel wife yeah, manager or something. No. And I'm like, I don't. This ain't for me, dog. Yeah, you should let Owen do it. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I just she's not. It just didn't sit well. I don't know why. It just didn't yeah. fit it right. And of all, Shawn Michaels' title defenses were all spectacular this year, except for this one. Yeah. Uh, this this one kind of missed the mark. So. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think – do you think do you think he – because, I mean, I think I've heard certain people, like maybe even Cornette, talk about, like, how he wasn't drawing. He didn't draw very well. I think the pressure was getting to him. Well, I, I don't – I haven't seen the numbers myself. I've just heard this. So I didn't know if this was just one of those things where, like, you know, was he really not drawing, or was this just biased towards him being such a shit? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either because he, he was so popular and he did Cornette so good. Cornette can be vindictive at times. Well, he can. He was he was better drawn than Kevin Nash was. Well, that's for damn sure. <laughs> well, and then you know, Sid in '97, yeah, he wouldn't have been a better draw. He would have been a bit better draw than Sid. Yeah, and people love Sid. Yeah. Yeah, when we get to that point, I, I love Sid as champion. I do too, but I'm just saying it, it's just weird. It's weird when you hear stuff like that. Like, how did Shawn Michaels, one of the biggest stars of ever, and who was in his prime despite his problems, why? How would he not sell as a champion? Yeah. So it just, I don't know. I, maybe I should do some digging on those numbers. Um, so night two starts. Um, like you said, the production seems a little bit better. The overall quality seems a little bit better. They shortened the night up. You're just doing three matches here instead of all those other, um filler matches that they had from uh, the night one card. Uh, Sabio Vega versus Steve Austin in the Caribbean strap match was up next. Very good match. Um, tell me about this one. What do you think about this one? Um, this to me is, as far as uh, WWF goes in 96, this is a top 10 match of the year. I agree. It's it's very good. Um, I love how they'd had the match the night before and they were selling that point and every time, Savio wound up. Austin was like flinching, like he's I ain't taking that crap again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they did. Yeah, and, and uh, boy, they were really giving it to each other in this match. Loved it. Well, you know, I because ha- I haven't watched, I haven't actually watched a strap match in a long time, like of any of any kind. You just don't see them very because you don't see them very often. And then I watched this, and I'm like, man, it's such a simple kind of match you just got to touch four corners yeah and just prevent your opponent from doing the same first and i don't know if there's something about it it was so good yeah like i the concept is so good to me it's very classic wrestling right but it's so good to me like you know like him because the thing is you're strapped to each other by your wrists and you got to work with the strap around you. You got to do all these moves with the strap around you. You got enough. You got just enough slack to basically Irish whip your opponent across the ring and do something. And you know, and Austin kept running away. And you know, they had to. You know, they were kind of like using leverage and pulling the strap through the ropes or over the ropes, under the ropes, trying yes. to keep. You know, trying to keep each other. You know, he's trying to keep away from Savio. Maybe just the way they worked it. I thought it was great, man. Like we, I, I'd love to see more strap matches. Yeah, I, I love the cause and effect in this match when Austin backdrops Savio over the top mm. and that strap pulls Austin over the top. Yes, it's like, and he's he's completely out of camera frame, so you don't see him till he's yeah already coming down. <laughs> it's, it, that was a great shot. And then there's another one too, um, where Austin's up on the buckles and Savio's kind of at the corner mm-hmm. and he pulls him off mm-hmm. into the guardrail. That's just that was a really good spot too. And this this is one of those things that people need to kind of. Um when they watch this stuff back from this time to SummerSlam 97 before Austin gets hurt, uh, they really need to watch how, because he, he takes, he takes, he takes a superplex off the top rope. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, this, he's doing stuff that if you want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and what he was and what he could have been, mm-hmm. it, you want, know, he, and he's actually taking these, these, I mean, this is something, this is an area you want to see. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I encourage you to watch some of the stuff from WCW when he was in Hollywood Blondes, but and also, like this era here, this that year, yes. as as he starts the rise, is some of his best work in ring before he had to change up that uh, style. Here in the matches with Mero and yeah, everybody forgets. Everybody talks about WrestleMania, but they forget the Survivor Series '96 match with Brett. Yes, and it's very me, good. Yes, it's very it's good. very good. I almost said just as good, but it's very no, good. it's not just as good, but it's very good. <laughs> it's up there. 
Yeah, this is this is one of the if you want to see in, in ring Steve Austin's work, yes. his best work. This is the year you want to watch it. You know, just don't get used to it because then he gets dropped on his that stack of dimes he calls a neck. <laughs> Um, uh, end up giving Savio Steve Austin a three and a quarter star. I almost wanted to go four, yeah. but I wasn't sure if that was going to be the right. I don't know. It was such. I went four. Did you go four? I, I think that's a fair score. I gave yeah. a three and a quarter, three and three quarters, but, yeah. uh, they, I, they beat the hell out of each other. They did. It was, <laughs> it was so good. I, I didn't know. I didn't want know if I wanted to put a four in on a gimmick match, but yeah, sometimes this is, this is one of the better ones I've yeah. seen. So I mean, I, I'm I'm completely okay with sometimes. Your like when we get to Hell in the Cell '97 at Bad Blood, we're gonna go higher than that. That's true. Matches. Yeah. That is true. That is true. So uh, this was this got 21 minutes and 27 seconds, which was actually six minutes and 27 seconds or something like that, longer than the first night. Yeah, because when the one they did in the dark was 15 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah I which both has both men have also said that they like that match better. The one in the dark, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I did yeah. that. I, I, yeah, they both they both yeah. have said that they thought it was better. Yeah, than I, the second. I night. think I might have phoned that one in just a little bit. Well, when you just did it two nights prior and you're already beat up, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which is amazing. Like you know, these guys came out there and did that shit in the dark. I know you have an in house crowd to, to appease, but it's like, why would you try? Yeah, I guess I guess you're, no one can see it. <laughs> I guess maybe your hearing's enhanced in the dark, and maybe. so that's what they were going for. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just—I don't know. I—I don't, I would like to have been there. That would have been pretty cool, just to kind of. To, well, because the thing is, if you—if anybody's ever been to a show, when even when the lights go out, it's not you can't see very well. But like when they turn the lights off in between, like like if they're commercial break, you're coming in and they're changing the mats and the aprons up and they're cleaning everything up, getting ready thing up, for, getting ready for the next match of the segment, basically. And you get, you, there's people everywhere. They're all coming out in these sweatshirts. That's where they sneak Taker and them, you know, mm-hmm. under the ring. Um, you can see when you're in the house, yeah. you can there's see still concourse lights. Yeah. Stuff. You can see what's going on a little bit. So maybe, maybe the in house crowd could see more than obviously the cameras weren't going to pick up. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. But I, other than that, I couldn't imagine just working that hard in the dark. <laughs> and then, you know, cause I think, cause it was, I think they didn't find out till afterwards, but still, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about this one? No, it's, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, watch this match. Yeah, it's, for sure. You get to see, uh, then you get to see Ted DiBiase's overreaction to him losing and yeah. having, he's gone. Then they sang the na, 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 hey, <laughs> hey, hey, goodbye, which I didn't realize that they were doing that early in wrestling. Yeah, they were. Um, I will say whenever Salvio Vega gets three corners and you watch DiBiase, especially that spot where he's hit three, and he runs, and Stone Cold cuts him off and hits him with the spine buster. Uh-huh. The look of relief on DiBiase's face. What a worker. Well, and, and to that point, right there at the end, when he had him he had him strapped up, and he was pulling Savio over behind but by the neck behind him, he would go through, and he'd hit the turnbuckle, and then Savio would hit the turnbuckle behind him, and he wouldn't realize it. And by the, by the time they got to the third one, DiBiase realized he's what was happening. And he's like, no, no. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a good finish. It was a good surprise yeah. finish for everybody. And of course, Savio. I don't know if we mentioned Savio. Win, well, yeah, we did. Savio wins. Um, His match. My mind is spaghetti. Apparently, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Savio wins that match, and DiBiase leaves. And then you got the next match. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you got you got uh, Vader with Jim Cornette versus Yokozuna. Who is every bit of over six hundred pounds at this point? Yeah. This is the biggest. This almost not not the biggest he he got, but was big. And this was when this, the problem started to happen, and they were starting to. Which it was he was gone by this year, wasn't he? Or early yeah, sh- shortly after SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah, um, I know he came back for Survivor Series, but he may have been gone in between there. I don't remember seeing him at all. Yeah, he didn't have much. Go- he, this is pretty much the end of his road mm-hmm. here. And then he went on. He didn't die till like oh one or something like that. Yeah, it was like late two thousand. Two thousand. Oh yeah, it was something like that. Um, but yeah, he just he got too big, and he was too big here. He was slow. It was hard for him to get up. And uh, and Yoko was a great big man, and I don't think he was as great in the ring as everybody thinks personally, especially to that la- later half of his career because right. he kept getting bigger. I think when he first came in. He was pretty special. It was pretty special. Yeah. Um, and of course, that doesn't take away from him because I heard personally he was one of the best guys you'll ever meet. 
Uh, but you know, just in ring wise, it's just really hard to see somebody like that get in there and do that. And then not to mention you're working a match with a guy who's just as big, yeah. who's also not as big, but close. Who's also struggling with weight issues. And I love Vader, but the dude is a brick shit house, and he could barely do any. He had big old gut. It's of his. not a recipe for a good match. It's not a recipe for a good match, man. And um, luckily, it was I didn't. I forgot the time on this. No, eight minutes and fifty three seconds. I did get the time. Um, so had to look at my notes for that. So after a Vader bomb, Vader ends up beating him. Yoko Cornette gets involved, and Yoko brings him over, knocks him down. Is going to do the bonsai drop off the turnbuckle to Cornette. Vader pulls Cornette out of the way, lets him drop. He falls on his ass, hits him with a, a elbow drop to the leg, and then moves him over and does the Vader bomb for the one, two, three. Yeah. Thankfully, it wasn't that long. It was painful. Uh, there was one good spot in it. Um, Yoko clothesline Vader over the top rope, and Vader took it like a champ. Like a, like a I did see guy. that. Yeah, I yeah. did see that. It looked like Michael. Because he got it. up and looked at Cornette like shocked, like, what that just yeah. happened here? That was the one spot in the match. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, just just a, just a mess, man. Yeah. It's hard to see. I, I gave it one star. Yeah. I was, I, it might be harsh, but I was like, this. what can you do? Yeah, I was thinking half. So Yeah, like, what can yeah, you do? I'm good either way there. We can give it one star. Yeah, I... Make up for the lack of the, the <laughs> quarter star I gave that strap match, I guess. Um, so for the main event, moving right along, uh, Goldust with Marlena versus The Undertaker in a casket match. And, uh, was, I'm trying to think. They had, he had, he had, when was the first casket match? Was it 94? It might have been ninety three. It might have been ninety four with Yoko and. Was it Royal Rumble ninety four when they when they got him? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there was one prior to that. It wasn't buried alive. It was. It was. It was casket. Yeah. And that was because that was when he was in the gray and black, and I think it was Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because then everybody came out and helped him, and then he ascended behind yeah. the the Titan until Leslie there. Nielsen brought him back. Yeah. Until yeah, <laughs> yeah Leslie. Yeah. God rest his soul. Thank you for that. <laughs> Then we got that awesome Taker versus Taker match at yeah. SummerSlam. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the lead up to that it was pretty sweet. Was pretty sweet, yeah. Even with Leslie Nielsen, and as corny as it was, but that entrance, dude, that was a really cool moment because that was that was the first purple and black Taker, right? And he and and then and this was when see the music changed, his theme got upgraded. And, you know, Gray and Black Taker, DiBiase's Taker, uh, came out with the old Western Mortician theme. Yeah, the old Underfaker. Uh, yeah, the Underfaker. And uh, he, and then, you know, Mark Calloway, Undertaker, real Undertaker, comes out in the new, the new getup. With new the strings. The and- black, it's, you know, the lights go black, The you got the blue and purple lighting or whatever, the black light, and then and then you've actually got a full upgraded theme. Man, that was a cool yeah ass moment i loved it yeah i loved it now the match was it yeah it should have been the main event that night no but but i loved it that entrance anyway yeah yeah but what'd you think of this match so this match was okay uh i gave it three stars Uh, i love gold dust i love undertaker undertaker wasn't producing amazing matches yet in this time in his career. It took him a long time to get to that point because there wasn't a lot of people to work with him and everybody they wanted him to work with were all big guys that were shitty. Like, you know, like you at 95, you had him at WrestleMania with King Kong Bundy, who was already on the end of his career. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't do anything. And then you had giant Gonzalez in that mess (laughs) in 93 or or was it 93? Yeah, it was 93 because it was, that was WrestleMania nine. So you're now getting to the point where, you know, when he became, when he became the phenom, the purple and black taker, uh, he, he lightened up a little bit. He, you know, he trimmed up just a little bit, um, even before he broke the orbital, orbital bone, which was, was that, that was Mabel. That was, no, that was Mabel. The, yeah. Um, so this was before that, um, I think. Yeah, it was before that. So he, you got to see Undertaker start to come into his own here because he was a little more zombie-ish. Yeah. And he did have a few spurts of energy here and there, but this one, this taker is when you got to see the high flyer, the flying stuff and the, the crazy bursts of, of fast punching and energy yeah. and 
you get to see how explosive and agile he was. So this was like one of my favorite eras of Undertaker. Yeah, from from here until I don't know. I think here, I think here until ninety nine. Ministry Taker, because I love Ministry Taker. Yeah. Now I know, like the thing is, is everything with the Ministry was really badass looking on the surface, but terrible, but terribly executed. <laughs> it was just it was, ex- it was super corny and just. Yeah. Uh, I loved everybody in the ministry. I loved the idea of, of the ministry. It just it just wasn't so. I don't know. It's hard. We'll get to it eventually. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, he was cool here. He looked badass as a ministry entertainer. And I really liked him. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is almost as big as Taker when he's yes. six foot six. Well, he hit him with the tombstone in this. It was not yeah. a good looking tombstone. Yeah. Because he kind of got, I think he got nervous. Because Undertaker fell. He didn't have Undertaker all the way. And he yeah. dropped down just about to his knees. It looked sloppy. It was sloppy. So he was just kind of like letting him down, making sure he wasn't going to drop him on his head. But he was manhandling Taker here. He good, was. And, and I enjoyed that. That's why I gave it a little bit higher score. Because the, the thing is, is both both of them guys are big enough, but also fast and agile enough to, to work well together. And and Goldust is put, like people, this was, the 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 character was very... Attitude Era-ish before Attitude Era. Yes. And this was um, this was something that I... It's an interesting time. Um, and he really made it his own. Dustin Rhodes is a very underrated wrestler. I think. I would agree with that. I think. I really do think. Somebody... Because... I, I mean, he, he can go to places like, you know, AEW now and, and be a, the vet who helps everybody and they talk him up and all that. Dude, he was not getting any love the way he should have. Yeah. Because he was running a bunch of really weird shit with that yeah, Goldust it, character. And I love the Goldust everybody character. Everybody was super homophobic at, at this time. That's true. That is true. Um, Which kind of made it funnier a little bit because it was just so on the nose. Yeah. Like, you know, especially when he kissed Ahmed. Like, looking back at, na- at it now, it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I wish he'd do it again. This was It wasn't offensive, <laughs> I don't think. It was just, like, just goofy. But anyway, dude, he is one, the Goldust character, even, and him, he, they're the most underrated, one of the most underrated superstars of all yeah. time to me. Can, can you imagine... Being Ahmed Johnson, just your internal thoughts as, as Vince McMahon or Bruce Pritchard lays this angle out to you. Dude, <laughs> so he was from Mississippi, right? Just just some big, jacked-up, burly, meat-headed... Gang member. Gang member that could, you can't hardly understand what he says because he's so south. It's like, he's so southern. <laughs> and he just, he, he talks fast and, and he, man, he just, he was terrible on the mic. Oh, God. He's actually terrible all the way around. He, he's one of those guys, like, I liked... I liked as a kid because he was that big brute yeah. dude. He slammed Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah. But but when you as an adult and you watch his stuff, you're like, man, he could have killed everybody yeah. he worked with because he was so sloppy. Yeah. Like you want you want everybody gives Goldberg shit. This guy was bad. Yeah. And I guess he was. I mean, no one liked him. Ron Simmons like shoot like like beat the hell out of him. <laughs> if Ron Simmons sure. doesn't like you. You've got a problem. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I would want to mess with Ron. Don't step to Ron. I believe that was his theme song in WCW (laughs) (laughs) on the on the old Slam Jam album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Marlena, uh, good to look at. Good, uh, good valet. Yeah, Uh, I thought uh, her and Goldust always had a great dynamic, and this was around time they were married. I think already, right? She added to the to the weirdness. She did. I I really like, especially when a hot chick in a in an evening gown. Would come out there with a big stogie and smoking. Like, what the hell? I, I love at WrestleMania whenever Piper strips Goldust and he's in the women's lingerie. Oh, my God. She, she takes his robe and covers him up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the only one who does not think this is weird. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's such an underrated. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know that Dustin put everything he had into that just to make it work. And he did. He did. Like, nobody else could have done that. Um. I'll, I'll, give it, Rhodes. I'll give it two and three quarter stars. It was it was entertaining. It was a pretty good match. Um, what do you think of the finish? So, the the finish was actually pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know. Was there any? What was? I can't remember. What, where did mankind come into the picture? Was this the first time, or was this? Um, so mankind attacked Undertaker the night after WrestleMania. Okay. Okay. And I was this his debut. That was that a debut? Yeah, that was the debut that night. I think he beat like Barry Horowitz or somebody okay. like that. But okay. Anyway, uh, he oh, had no, not Barry. Yeah, I don't think he'd had like a major match yet. Okay. And but he had attacked Undertaker okay. by that point. 
and and this was them really getting together. And the next month they would wrestle at King of the Ring. Okay, and be the first of many mankind victories. That so. was a that was a, that was a good pack. Like it was a good uh, like whole deal. Yeah, like they're all their work together. Um, program as the as some of the older folks would call it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the finished uh, Taker hits Goldust with Tombstone, goes to roll him out in in open the casket. When he opens the casket, mankind is in the casket, screeching, screeching like like Leatherface and. And being weird, um, he hits him with a mandible claw. Undertaker passes out, closes the casket. Goldust wins. They take off, and then Mankind sits on the casket for a minute yeah. until it starts to smoke. He Did you notice he locks the casket with the key? With the key. And then later on, they just open it. Yeah. Well, he well, he acts <laughs> like he's locking it, but if you notice the casket lid, it's like cockeyed. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's not even closed <laughs> properly. It's very makeshift. It's bad. Um, but then, you know, he, he leaves after it starts smoking, and then... Um, the uh, Paul Bear's all in shook. He's all shook, and he oh, opens. Oh no! Where is it? He opens it up. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> and the crowd. You can hear one guy just fucking deadpan laughing in the background. Ha 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 ha! Like like what the hell? Uh, <laughs> he's gone. Um, yeah, Undertaker's gone. The music plays, and we go off the air with Jr. Confused and screaming, <laughs> oh, where, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and, uh, Sassafire. That was it. That was, uh, that was Beware of Dog and Be- Beware of Dog 2. Uh, very, if you think that this was a mediocre pay per view, just listen to this, you're right. It is. But like I said, it's the, the, the significance of the things going on within or around it is what you know, we wanted to address because I think it's a good starting point. Plus it's just unique to see, um, something like the storm knocking out the power. Cause that's the only time that it's ever happened yeah. and that they got, everybody got a free show on Tuesday night out of the deal. Yeah. Um, to me, this, sh- I, I look at the show uh, with a little more fondness than you do. There's one terrible match on it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one match that was okay with some botches and the other three matches I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. So three out of five, is, Overall, yeah, f- yeah, I give. I mean, I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Yeah, I can give you that. I mean, like I said, the Gold Dust and Taker match was good. I like the, I like the dynamic between the two. I like both characters. I think they work really well together. Um, I think we could see better out of them, but yeah, and, and they will wrestle more the, and, this year. Yes, and uh, I can't wait to cover those because I think we we should. Um, that that uh, Marrow Hunter match was awesome. I love that, and the Strat match was awesome. So yeah, yeah three out of five for sure. Yeah. And Bulldog and Michaels wasn't bad. It just wasn't the best thing in the world. No, it just it it wasn't. There's going to be so many more things we talk about with yeah. with Michaels. It's going to be so much better. And I like British Bulldog a lot. It's yeah. just, but he is not good. You need. <laughs> and Michaels wasn't the kind of guy at that moment in time to help carry a match with him. Yeah, with the issues he, had. I mean, Matt Michaels could wrestle a mop and be good. It's just. And this, it's just like this case, so it wouldn't be that good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it'd be better than, he, it'd be better than anybody else could wrestle a mop, but it's still not good, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, decent show. And like I said, we've got, um, we got the nit- Nitro starting two hours the next night with Scott Hall debuting. And, uh, you know, I don't know what, what, what do we want to cover next? Are we just going to go down the line and we want to do pay-per-views and just kind of do context within that? Or do you want to? Yeah. I mean, that'd be fine with me if that's, okay. that's what you want. You want to go King of the Ring next and talk about let's the, do King of the, Ring, the, the, the qualifying. Yes. Let's do that. Let's just do King of the Ring. We might cover a little WCW along the way too. Yeah. Cause, uh, we, especially if we get down to maybe bash the beach. Yeah. Maybe towards July we'll get to that because that's the big Hogan turn. We probably need to cover that because yeah. it also feeds into the NWO and the WWF is going to be forced to change their ways. Because at this point. Because WWF is tanking right now. Yeah. As we speak, this is what they're. And WCW, before the NWO came in, wasn't it the hottest thing either. You had no. the Dungeon of Doom and Hogan. <laughs> did you did you ever see Uncensored 96 with Hogan and Savage against like nine guys in a steel cage? Oh. It was I, no, I didn't. <laughs> we, was when was when was the monster truck thing? Was that uh, October Halloween Havoc '95? Okay, yeah. So yeah. this has been right after yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, that was the last bit, little bit. I just yeah, you attribute everything to that that mid '90s. Uh, it, it, like the production started getting big and great. Mm-hmm. It's just the 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 stuff wasn't there yet. Uh, Hogan coming in was cool for a minute. Yeah, but you just had a lot of the old guard still there that. 
Yeah. It just wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was really the NWO that turned everything upside mm-hmm. down, which you will also see by the end of the year, wasn't it? I think 90, end of 96 was Sting. Cause Sting, cause Sting leaves in 96. Yeah. He leaves in the and then, and then, and then comes back in at the, the end, end of, at the end of 97. It, 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 yeah. It's not, it will, that's in the match. Yeah. But he starts, he starts, um, showing up in the rafters. Yeah. Like, yeah. like at the end of 96, I want to say. Yeah. Very, it's like not very, I actually, when I went back and looked, I didn't realize how soon it was. Yeah. That, you know, from, sur- you know, surfer sting to crow sting. Cause he, he only left for just a really short time. Yeah. He, and, and I remember at the time, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole now, but I remember at the time going, why is, why is his hair brown all right. of a sudden? Yeah. Cause yeah. it was like that, like, that was just a few months or what, or a year or so that, yeah. that he was just getting longer and, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll do that. We're going to, we'll cover Bash the Beach maybe after, uh, King of the Ring. We're going to do King of the Ring next time. Yeah. And then we'll go maybe Bash the Beach. And- yeah. We'll see where we're at from there. But yeah, we got, a, we got a fun ride ahead of us. Uh, we're really excited. I'm really excited about talking about this stuff, man, Launch, launching this podcast. And, uh, also, like I said, guys out there, um, you'll be able to find this wherever you're, you listen to your favorite podcast. You'll be able to see it on YouTube. And, uh, you know, be sure to watch for some other content as well. I'll have some game play up very soon. I think I'm going to go back and play some old, really shitty wrestling games for a little <laughs> bit. Stuff that I loved as a kid that were bad. Like, you know, those little old acclaimed days with the button combos. Yeah. I'm going to put myself through that hell. Did you ever play like the old tag team wrestling? It's with the one with like the pink guy with a blue star on his face. Oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Those are terrible. I, I might even throw in some old because we. I think you were talking about the other day that old WrestleMania arcade or uh, in your house. Actually, yeah. I might do in your house on PlayStation. People haven't seen that. That is wild. <laughs> Just it's very Mortal Kombat esque yeah. ish, but it's not like get over here. Yes, yeah, there's no fatalities, but there's some power. <laughs> it's goofy. I might throw that in. Maybe a little No Mercy. We're gonna uh, lead up into some of that AEW fight forever stuff. I guess it's supposed to be kind of like no mercy to arcadey. I don't know. We're going to be fine with me. We're going to find out. We're going to do that. And uh, then also guys real soon after this, we'll be on the lookout for our Mount Rushmore uh, video. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to shoot that here pretty soon and uh, we'll get that up. Everybody can see as we could, by the way, just to forewarn everybody, we haven't got them roped down. No, we're going to fly. We're gonna, we are we are going to work this out because when we started to think about it, we like we're like, what do you do? <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be very much like working this out. Yeah. So yeah, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be fun episode to talk about, and I think we'll just put that as a regular video on YouTube instead of a podcast because we're going to do King of the Ring next. Yeah. So all right, so guys, I want to appreciate I appreciate you guys listening to us or watching wherever you're at, and. uh let us know what you think. If you're watching us on YouTube, let us know what you think of this. And uh, if you were watching Beware of Dog, if you haven't watched Beware of Dog, I, I highly recommend that. Yeah. At least a strap match, for sure. At least a strap match. Watch that. Yeah, anything with Savio Vega and Stone Cold, you need yeah. to go back and watch. Because it really helps shape uh, Austin at the yeah. very beginning. And you may not think so, but it does. And even Austin has said that it he got into ring shape. He said he was... He coming in kind of blown up. He within those few those few months, he said he got in really good ring shape. Yeah, working with Savio. Savio mm-hmm. Savio made him earn it. So, anyways, guys, thanks a lot, and we will catch you down the line. That's the bottom line.